training today. I'm excited about it. Um, we got good time to do it. So five levels of leadership. Uh, this is, this is not my material. I didn't make this up. I'm reporting to you from a book. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the resource on the five levels of leadership, John Maxwell's book, five levels leadership. It's, it's, uh, he's written about it, uh, in a number of books. Uh, and then finally, uh, a few years ago, he put all of his thoughts about it into one book, Five Levels of Leadership. I encourage you to read this book. Uh, what I am reporting today is John Maxwell's material. I did not come up with it. I'm just commentating. Um, I, I'm not going to give you a book report uh, today, though. I think you should go read it. Uh, I'm not even going to give you a cliff note version of it. I'm just teaching from it. Does that make sense? There's a lot of details that are being left out in this presentation that are in the book, and you need to you need to, you need to devour it, frankly. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, every, everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, and uh, that's, that's companies, that's families, that's countries. Uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. And so when uh, you have a company that's performing poorly, that's a leadership problem. When you have a country that's performing poorly, that's a leadership issue. When you have a family that's got issues in it, listen, I'm not throwing stones, but when you have a family that's got issues in it, that's a leadership issue. Uh, and so it comes down to learning how to be a better leader. Uh, that's, that's what will improve you, uh, and all that you touch. And then hopefully that influences others to also improve themselves. So a quick overview of the five levels, and we're going to dive into it. So if you're a a, kind of an anal note taker and you're, you're, you're making your notes, uh, we are going to break down each one of these five, uh, things. Uh, this is, this is what the graph looks like. Number one level is position. This is rights based. Uh, people follow because they have to. We'll dive into this deeper, but uh, think of like a positional leader is like a CEO. Um, that, that's, they have a position, and, and therefore they are a leader. It's the lowest form of leadership according to John Maxwell, though. Um, number two level is permission. It's relationships-based, and people follow because they want to. As level one, they follow because they have to. Now they want to, relationships-based. Uh, it's not a bad place to be, level two leader. And again, we're going to dive into this deeper. But level three is production, a uh, production leader. It's results-based leadership. People follow because of what you have done for the organization. People follow because of what you have done for the organization. Then level four leadership is people development. Uh, it's, it's based on reproduction. Uh, people follow because of what you have done for them. So it, it's not just, no longer is it about what you've done, but it's, it's in reproducing yourself and others where now you have multiplied your leadership. That's what people development is about. Number four. And then number five is pinnacle. This is the top. Uh, it's based on respect. People follow because of who you are and what you represent. Oftentimes people will follow you when you're a level five leader, they'll follow you having never met you. Uh, they'll follow you only because they've heard of you, right? So, uh, people follow because of who you are and what you represent. So let's dive into it a little deeper. Why study the five levels? Well, uh, according to John Maxwell, number one, it provides a clear picture of leadership. When you study these five levels, it's really, it makes it easier to identify where somebody is as a leader as you study these, these five levels. Uh, it defines leading as a verb and not as a noun. Uh, I'm a leader. Well, prove it. <laughs> your actions are what prove you as a leader, not your title. 
Number three, it breaks down leadership in understandable steps. So if you recognize yourself with this individual, the, the person that you're leading, that you're a level one leader, now you know what we're going to outline here is we're going to outline what you need to do to get, become a level two leader with that person and become more influential in their life. Number four reason to study five levels, it provides a game plan for leadership development. Again, it, it lays out understandable steps. And now here's a game plan for how to go do it. Not just for you to understand, but for anybody following you, it's written right there. It's easy to see. And then number five, it aligns leadership practices, principles, and values. So I encourage you to read the book. I encourage you to study it. Uh, some important insights uh, from John Maxwell. Number one, you can move up a level, but you never leave the previous one behind. They build on each other. So uh, as, you, as we discover today as we're going through it, you start off as a level one, a positional leader. Maybe, maybe you are uh, doing an interview and you hire somebody. Well, they see you as uh, some sort of position of leadership because you're the one doing the hiring and bringing people on board. Now, if you want to go to the next level, it's not like you leave that position behind. You're, you're just building on top of it. You're not on the same level with every person. So years ago, I was at a John Maxwell event. There's, it was called, he still does it, I think, but it's called the exchange event where they have 50 or 60 executives from around the world come in uh, and the tickets are like $7,500 just to get in the door for this three-day event. Uh, and he was teaching on this book, uh, The Five Levels of Leadership. Prior to that event, all the participants in the event were sent um, these, these uh, surveys to pass out to three people uh, and, and have, them, have them evaluate your leadership. And, they, and those were sealed, sent back to, to the Maxwell organization. And when we got there, they revealed to us what level leader we were. And so I gave these to uh, Heather, got one. She did a survey. Bruno did a survey. And Paul Roberts did a survey. And it came back that I was like a 4.7 leader. And, and, and when people, when you, when people read this book, if they haven't read it carefully, you ask them, what level leader are you? They'll say, Oh, I'm a level four. Not the case. You're different with everybody you meet. And so when you, uh, I, I was, of course, I mean, Heather and Bruno and Paul knew me really well and I had spent time with them and invested in them. So of course I'm a higher level leader with them. But when I run a Craigslist ad and somebody responds to that today and I'm talking to them, they don't know that I'm it's level 4.7 leader with my wife. They don't know that. I'm starting all over again with them. I, I haven't proved myself to them yet. So you're not on the same level with every person. The higher you go, the easier it is to lead. You'll see this as we're describing each one of these levels, but the higher you go, it, when you're a positional leader, it's, it's harder to lead than when you're uh, a relationships-based leader. It's, it's, it's harder to lead. So as you go up, it's easier to lead. The higher you go, the more time and commitment is required to win a new level, going to the next place. So uh, going from level one to level two is easier and faster than going from a level three to a level four. It's just, it, it is what it is. You'll see as we're getting into it. Moving up levels occur slowly, but going down can happen quickly. How many times have we seen this with leadership in the world where somebody's at the pinnacle of leadership and they just crumble down overnight? Um, we see that, we've seen it far too often uh, around the world. Number six, the higher you go, the greater the return. So the higher you go, the, the, when you're investing in somebody, the, the, the bigger the return comes back to you for the, the time that you've invested. Number seven, moving farther up always requires further growth. You want to move up, you've got to grow uh, internally. You've got to develop yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses. Uh, I, I've heard people say you shouldn't work on your weaknesses. I think you should focus in your strengths, but if you don't improve your weaknesses, that could be the serious chink in your armor that's going to that's crush you. 
right? That, that, that you do need to work on your weaknesses. Uh, it just not necessarily the priority. Number eight, not climbing the levels limits you and your people. So if you are not progressing up the chart on these levels, these five levels, that actually hurts your people because you're not the leader that they need. And how can they grow? If their leader's not growing. You've created a lid for them. And I'll tell you, and we're going to reveal in a second, they will find somebody that, that they can follow that's going to allow them to grow. Number nine, when you change positions or organizations, you st seldom stay at the same level. So it, it, this is John Maxwell. If you're in a corporate world and maybe you're the, the, the CEO of this company and now you're moving over here to become a CEO of this company, well, what you did at the first company didn't stay with you for the second company. Maybe your reputation kind of came, but you're starting again. You didn't necessarily stay at the same level from a leadership perspective. You kept the same title, but now again, it's like you meet people for the first time. You got you to gotta earn it all over again. And number 10, you cannot climb the levels alone. This is not a, a one-man team sport. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to have a team. You have to have people around you. Uh, I've heard John Maxwell say, um, you know, they, the old saying is, uh, it's lonely at the top. Um, and, and I can certainly appreciate that, that saying. And John Maxwell says, if it's lonely at the top, you didn't do it right. <laughs> you didn't get there the right way. You shouldn't get there by yourself. All right, so let's dive into level one, position. Position leader is rights-based. People follow because they have to. Here's my notes. The only influence a positional leader has is that which comes with the job title. People follow because they have to. I'm CEO, so if, if I don't have any kind of relationship, let's say I bring on a new employee, I'm CEO of the Fitz Group, they uh, acknowledge my position as a leader because I'm the CEO, because of that title. And, they, and they, they, they follow me because they have to or they get fired. Does that make sense? That's, that's how the positional leadership works. Positional leadership is based on rights guaranteed by the position and title. Nothing is wrong with having a leadership position. Everything is wrong with using a position to get people to follow. You should do this because I'm president. <laughs> you should do this because I'm a senator. You should do this because I'm a governor. You should do, hey, how about this? You should do this because I'm your mother. <laughs> that's positional leadership if you're using that, right? Now, it says nothing's wrong with having a leadership position. And, and when you're raising kids, nothing's wrong with telling them because I said so, right? Because that's authority. But everything is wrong with using a position to get people to follow. People who make it to level one may be bosses, but they are never leaders. They have subordinates, not team members. They rely on rules, regulations, policies, and charts to control their people. It's the lowest form of leadership. And when we met with Maxwell, he, he was diving into different world known leaders and what levels they were and some I won't get into it because people go all, all, all get I mean, John was talking about he's like don't get offended now I'm talking about leadership I'm not talking about politics I'm talking about leadership people were in the room you could see them bristling up so I'm not going to dive into that because I saw John Maxwell do it and I don't want to do that but th there are plenty of leaders in the world who are purely positional one leaders and uh, uh, level one leaders and positional based and it's a uh, they're, they're trying to, they're ultimately, they're trying to keep people down. It's like the bully in the schoolyard where they're, they're putting people down to make themselves feel bigger. Uh, that's oftentimes what a positional leader will do. Uh, their people only follow within the, the stated boundaries of their authority. Oops. When positional leaders, somebody mute that out for me on co-host. When positional leaders ask for extra time or effort, they rarely get it. They don't get their people to perform uh, above and beyond. It's hard to get the people following them to go the extra mile. That's a positional leader. Uh, they struggle to work with volunteers. Level one leaders struggle to work with volunteers, younger people, and the highly educated as these people tend to be more independent. Positional leaders really don't like independent followers because they can't control them. 
And that's, that's the sole basis of how that positional leader maintains that leadership position is by control. Position is the only level that does not require ability and effort to achieve. Anyone can be appointed to a position. You maybe have worked at a job in the past and you're like, man, that's the truth right there. Anybody can be a manager or a boss in corporate America. Anybody, right? So here's some beliefs that help a leader move up to level two. If you're a level one, here's some things that you've got to change in order to move up to level two. I don't, I don't agree with that, Fitz. This is not up for debate. <laughs> you, can, you can totally disagree with these and try to prove John Maxwell wrong. That's fine. Uh, you run the risk of staying a level one leader is what I'm saying. So here's some things that you need to change, uh, some beliefs that you need to adopt, adapt uh, if you're going to move up to a level two. Titles are not enough. You have to believe titles are not enough. And with the, with the, the alliance, I'm a senior board member, and, and I, I, every time somebody says senior board member fits and head, I, uh, whatever, I kind of roll my eyes about it because it's, it's a title, and I'm not about the title, right? I'm, I'm about, I want more than that. I want, I want so much more than just a title. Um, titles are not enough. You have to believe that to move up to level two. Uh, people, not position, are a leader's most valuable asset. People, not position, are a leader's most valuable asset. A leader doesn't need to have all the answers. Oh, man. I'm talking to somebody right now out there in internet land that needs to hear this right now. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be able to find the answers. You have to be able to direct them to where the answers are. But you yourself don't have to know all the answers. A good leader always includes others. You want to go from level one to level two, you got to understand. you got to include others. Otherwise, you're just going to stay at the level one. So, Level one position. Going from level one, now we're going to level two. Everybody good so far? Take a swig of my coffee. Level two, permission leader. This is a, a relationship-based leadership. Uh, people follow because they want to. So, people follow because they want to at a level two. When you like people and treat them like individuals who have value, you begin to develop influence with them. When you like people, <laughs> it's really hard to build a relationship with somebody that you don't like or they don't like you. Uh, you have to treat them as individuals who have value. Uh, you develop trust getting to level two. You develop trust. Uh, the environment becomes much more positive, whether at home, on the job, or at play, or while working. When it's relationship-based uh, leadership, it just becomes more uh, friendly. <laughs> the environment's much more positive. It's not domineering. It's not dominating. It's not I am... Um, a dictator. Now it's we have a relationship and we're walking together rather than me dragging you. Uh, the agenda for level two leaders isn't preserving their position. It's getting to know their people and figuring out how to get along with them. The agenda for level two leaders isn't pr preserving their position. It's getting to know their people and figuring out how to get along with them. If you don't know your people, how can you lead them? If you don't know where they want to go, how can you get them there? You have to get to know them. You have to invest in them. You can like people without leading them, but you cannot lead people without liking them. It's, it, it, it's, it is vital. You can like people without leading them, but you cannot lead people without liking them. Um, it goes without, I, I don't need to explain that further. That, that's understandable, right? It, you can't, I've had people say, um, <laughs> I just don't like that guy that's on your team. I just don't like him. I go, come on, man. I mean, you, you don't like him really? Like it, I can understand if you don't want to spend summer vacations with this guy for months and months and months at a time, but you really don't like him. You, no, I don't. Well then figure out how to figure out something you can like about them. Find something that you can like. 
Uh, or if, and, and what we're recruiting here, I always encourage people, recruit people that you do like on the interview. It's, my interviews are really simple. I'm listening to that person and finding out what they need. But for me, I'm really trying to figure out, do I like them? Because if I don't like them, do I really want to work with them? No, I don't. And it's really hard to lead somebody that you don't even like. Okay, so you want to go from a level two to a level three. Here's some beliefs that you have to have. Relationships alone are not enough. To go from a level one to a level two, you have to decide that titles are not enough. Now, to go from a level two to a level three, relationships are not enough. Building relationships requires twofold growth. Check it out. Number one, you have to grow toward each other and with each other. So Heather and I have been together since uh, 1996. We started dating in 1996. Crazy, huh? 23 and a half years that we've been together. And I've been married 21 years this October. Um, I, I know, I know for sure that Heather is grateful that she's not married to 19 year old Fitz, right? I'm grateful that I'm not married to 19 year old Heather. We each had to grow, right? But we had to do it. We had to come together and grow. We had to do both. If, if, if she grew, but I didn't, we're now unequally yoked. It's really hard if we're trying to pull this, 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 whatever you're dragging, a plow, it's really hard when one horse is out pulling the other one, right? So you have to do it together. You have to improve together. And I, uh, those of you who met Heather, you know I'm telling the truth here. When I first met Heather, I was like, she's so out of my league. I've got to up my game just to be worth talking to her, just, just, to, just so she feels like I'm okay to talk to. I had to up my game. I had to improve myself. And it's been one of these driving factors for most of my life now, where I've just, I keep trying to prove that, that she made the right choice, right? She didn't marry down. She married smart, right? But, but when we first met, oh, it was down for sure. <laughs> I had to improve and we had to do it together because when you have two individuals that grow, but grow independently, they say a lot of times that people who marry young, those marriages don't work out because they grew. And when they did, they grew apart. I can see how that happens. We just chose to grow together as we grew. Does that make sense? You don't want to get better. Each of you get better and move further away from each other. And I'm using marriage as the example there, but that's one of the easiest places to practice your leadership. Achieving the vision as a team is worth risking the relationships. This is something you have to believe to go from level two to level three. Achieving the vision as a team is worth risking the relationships. Sometimes you have to have the hard conversations with somebody so that the team can achieve the vision together, right? And so and those hard conversations may end up creating a little bit of rift between you relationally with that person. Good. So to go from a level two to a level three now, level three is production leader. Results-based, people follow you because of what you have done for the organization. One of the dangers of getting to the permission level is that a leader may be tempted to stop there. But good leaders don't just create a pleasant working environment. They get things done. I know um, uh, with the Alliance, I've observed leaders who are great at relationship, great at relationship. And really, if you, if you are a leader who is relationally based, you know, predominantly relationally based, and you're not about getting the results, you're going to have a gathering. You're going to have people that come together. You're just not going to achieve much together. Uh, and so um, you, you have to move beyond the relationship. Now, being, and it's going to say, I think it's going to say it in a second on a bullet point, being in a, as a relational leader, level two, being there, you're, it's a positive environment. Everybody likes everybody. Everybody's got good relationships. It's, it's very warm and friendly, but, but we're in a business. 
So it, we're not a social club. We get together and just feel you know warm and fuzzy and hang around a campfire singing Kumbaya. We have to make money. Uh, you have to eat. You have to keep a roof over your head. And, and when you start making money, we have to budget it and be smart with it and don't live outside of our finances. But you know, right? like, it, it can't just be relationship. It has to be results as well. On the production level, leaders gain influence and credibility. People begin to follow them because of what they have done for the organization. Many positive things begin to happen when leaders get to a level three. Work gets done. Morale improves. Profits go up, staff turnover goes down, and goals are achieved. It's also a level three that momentum kicks in. You got to get results for momentum to kick in. I mean, if you're just get distracted by moths, got him. <laughs> so I just killed a moth for those who are not watching. Uh, it, it's a great thing getting to a level three. And I, th I think, I mean, strive for this for sure. Leading and influencing others becomes fun at this level. Success and productivity have been known to solve a lot of problems. Success will cure what ails you, <laughs> right? I've seen this. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan since I was five years old. I've been a Cowboys fan even before I lived in Dallas. And um, right now we have this running back that's in negotiations for his contract. He's got two years left on his contract. And he wants to renegotiate his contract. Uh, guess what, fool? You don't have to play. Uh, <laughs> you can't just sit out the next two years. Um, or you're not going to get paid, right? Ezekiel Elliott is his name. And I remember he played at Ohio State. This was before he became a Cowboy running back. I didn't know. I'm supposed to love him now. But back in those days, I remember Urban Meyer was coaching, head coach of Ohio State, and they had like a seriously long winning streak, Ohio State did. Um, and then they lost. They lost a game. And I remember watching on ESPN the interviews. They, you know, they did the interview of the coach and this player and that player in the locker room. And they came to Ezekiel Elliott in the locker room. And they came to him and they said, you know, they're asking the question, why do you think you lost, whatever. He said, I tell you, I don't know what these coaches are doing, but they just need to give me the ball more. If they gave me the ball more, we would have won. And I'm going, you're like a 21-year-old punk. You're questioning this guy who's won multiple national championships. Before you were born, this dude was having success. But it, it just it showed me that how when there's failure, that's when things start crumbling. When there's success, everybody's everybody's friend. You know, when we're making money, everybody's happy. Everybody starts, you know, money, if the money is down this week or this month or this year, all of a sudden everybody hates everybody. It, it just, success is the great unifier <laughs> for sure. On level three, leaders can become change agents. They can tackle tough problems and face thorny issues. They can make the difficult decisions that will make a difference. They can take their people to another level of effectiveness. Remember, you don't leave the levels behind. You had the position, the position. You also have the relationship. Now you're getting results. Now you can become change agents. If, if you're just somebody's friend, but they're not getting any results for them, how does that change their life? They've got a good place to come hang out, but, but nothing is improving in their life. As a change agent, you can see lives change, and you were a catalyst in that. I'm not saying you're the one that made the change. I'm saying you're the one that helped facilitate it. So to go from a level three to a level four leader, here's some beliefs. Production is not enough. Title's not enough. Relationship's not enough. Now, if you want to go from a, a three to a four, you have to uh, decide that production is not enough. But we're in business fits. I thought we're supposed to get, yes, but you have to decide that's not enough, right? It is important. You're not leaving levels behind, but it's not enough. People are an organization's most appreciable asset. 
Last slide on, on, the, on the beliefs to go from a level two to level three, we said that the person is the greatest asset to the leader, not, not uh, possession, right? Now people are an organization's most appreciable asset. Growing leaders is the most effective way to accomplish the vision. At this point, it's not just about how great a leader you are. To go from a level three to a level four, you have to decide that I've got to help other people become great leaders, not just me. People development is the greatest fulfillment for a leader. These are the beliefs that, a leader, that help a leader move from a level three to a level four. So let's go to a level four now. Reproduction. People follow because of what you have done for them. Level four is people development. So you had the title. That's wonderful. Now you got relationships. Now you're getting some production. You're getting some results. But now that's, you get to a level three, it's really about you, right? Now it has to be about others in order for you to progress. Leaders become great. Not because of power, but because of their ability to empower others. This is what level four leaders do. They use their position, relationships, and productivity to invest in their followers and develop them until those followers become leaders in their own right. Production may win games, but people development wins championships. That's, I mean, I, I, I love that quote. That's a John Maxwell quote. Production may win games, but people development wins championships. Level four leaders change the lives of people they lead. Accordingly, their people follow them because of what their leaders have done for them personally. At this point, you've got personal buy-in. At this point, if you're CEO of a company, you ask somebody, hey, can you work a little overtime this week? Or, you know, I need you to come in on Saturday. They do it. They do it gladly because of what you've done for them personally, because of what you've done for the organization and what you've done for them personally. And, and you don't have to, or you have to do it, yeah. I need you to come in on Monday or Saturday, right? You're not the office space character that, that's managing the cube farm there for that movie office space. You're not that guy. Now people show up because they want to because of what you've done for them. Their relationships are lifelong. Two things always happen on level four. Number one, teamwork goes to a very high level. Why? Because the high investment in people deepens relationships, helps people to know one another better, and strengthens loyalty. So when you get to a level four, the teamwork is, is crazy strong. As we push this year for senior board member, what I, what I recognized during that time, and it was a team effort that did it. It wasn't something that me and Heather did, but there was years that we invested in that, Heather, that, that caused the team to do what they did to get us where they wanted us to get to. Does that make sense? And, and that's, that, that screams to me, at least with a good chunk of the team, we're at level four. Now, there's people I just met today. I'm starting all over again. But, but we've got decades with some of these people, uh, some of our, our people who are following us. Now, as you are thinking about yourself, do you have that? Do you have decade of somebody following you? Right. Well, th this, this should be an indicator that you need to work on the steps along the way. The second thing happens on level four, performance increases. Teamwork goes to a very high level and performance increases. Why? Because there are more leaders on the team and they help to improve everybody's performance. I talk about this when I talk about uh, production following recruiting. How recruiting goes, so goes production. Well, it, it, with recruiting, if you get to a certain, maybe you're getting 10 recruits a month personally, but you never teach anybody else how to do that, eventually your recruiting plateaus at 10 a month. And then your production does the same thing. If you want your production to continue going up, you can't depend on squeezing more and more out of your top producers. You have to develop the leaders that are building, that are recruiting, and are in fact themselves creating other leaders on top of that. That's how we have that exponential effect, that multiplying effect. 
Okay, to go from a level four to a level five, here's some beliefs. The highest goal of leadership is to develop leaders, not gain followers or do work. You had titles are not enough, relationships are not enough, production is not enough. The highest goal of leadership is to develop leaders. To develop leaders, you must create a leadership culture. Define and model good leadership. Train leaders on a regular, frequent, consistent basis. Leadership culture. Define and model good leadership. So be the good leader. Define it by your actions. Model it by, with your actions. And then train others on regular, frequent, and consistent basis. Help emerging leaders to plan and execute, fail, and succeed. You can't, if you're developing leaders, you can't leave them to their own devices. They need guidance. Review new leaders' performance and correct their errors. You got to help them. You can't just let them sit out there and drown on their own. You need to help them. Reward good leadership with pay, resources, and recognition. Finally, to go from a level four to level five, developing leaders is a life commitment, not a job commitment. It's something that you do. And I remember, um, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, uh, reading in John Maxwell, and he's talking about how the ultimate form of leadership, this is before the Five Levels book came out, but he was already forming it. He said, uh, the ultimate leader is a leader of leaders. And I read that, and I thought, that's what I want to be. I want to be a leader of leaders. That's, that's what I want to be. And, and then we started, Heather and I, as we started growing together and growing up individually and started growing together, we started having conversations as a family mission. What is our family mission? Our family mission is to develop other leaders. We're leaders who develop other leaders. It's what we do. It starts at home and expands beyond our walls. And that's, that's what we want. And so I, I don't know how perfect we are at it by any means, but that's, that's our desire. And that's what we're striving for. And I encourage you to do the same thing. It's, it's what you have to do to become a level five leader is you have to commit to it as a lifelong commitment, not just I'm doing it to build my agency. That's short term. Short term is I need to hit this much production this month. That's short term. That's short. That's a level two leader production, right? It's not level five. Level five is I don't care how long it takes. We're going to build this. That's level five leadership. It's not short term. It's, it's long term. It's, 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 future thinking. Okay, so let's talk about level five, and we're done. Level five leadership is pinnacle, respect-based leadership. People follow because of who you are and what you represent. Your reputation goes before you. While most people can learn to climb levels one through four, level five requires not only effort, skill, and intentionality, but also a high level of talent. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't get to a level five leader just because you're a good person. <laughs> right? Just because you have a great positive attitude, just because you read a good book or listened to a good podcast, that doesn't get you to level five. You have to have some talent, <laughs> right? Or you're just not going to get there. The individuals who reach level five lead so well for so long, they create a legacy of leadership in the organization they serve. Um, when, when Maxwell teaches this, he talks a lot about like Billy Graham and Mother Teresa being level five leaders. And when he was teaching it, he, he, he was self-deprecating, you know, and he's like, I'm not a level five leader. I see John Maxwell as a level five leader. People around the world follow John Maxwell and they've never met him. They've read his books or they've heard people teach about him, but, but they never met him and they're following him. And, and that's, I think, I don't think that's going to end when he dies. I think it's going to continue on. Another example of level five leader, in my opinion, is Zig Ziglar, right? Zig died back in 2012. 
seven years later, people still quote him. People still read his books. They still listen to his audios. They're still following what he taught. His, his leadership was for so well for so long that they, he created, they created a legacy of that. It's pretty, pretty amazing. It's ironic. One of the greatest dangers for pinnacle leaders at the top is similar to a danger for positional leaders thinking they've arrived. Somebody gets to a level five leadership, they think they've arrived and everything just works. I, 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 I tell the true story of when I was in the field, my, my longest streak of not missing a sale. So my longest streak of closing, getting apps was nine months. For nine months, every appointment I went on, I got an app in that appointment. Nine months. And I, I, I tell the story of how I broke it. I got arrogant. I got a little cocky. I walked into this house and I was out in 30 seconds. I walked into the house and I said, go ahead and pull out your checkbook. I'm going to show you what you're getting gone. Arrogance. I mean, unbelievable arrogance. And they kicked me out and rightfully so. Well, that same sort of thing happens if you get to a level five and you're thinking you've arrived. And just like that, you're back to level three because people aren't going to follow the arrogance, right? Um, and, and the same thing happens with positional leaders. Level one, you got that new title. You got that fancy parking spot with the new car in it. And you think you've arrived. You've just begun, man. You haven't even started. People follow level five because of who they are and what they represent. Level five leaders often transcend their position, their organization, and sometimes their industry. I mean, it, it's funny. Like, people will talk about Mother Teresa and honor Mother Teresa and the work she did with the lepers, but, but they aren't Catholic or don't even follow the Christian religion at all. But they admire her. Same with Billy Graham. I mean, people who have no uh, similarity in religious beliefs as Billy Graham still, like, saw him as a world leader and a world changer. Uh, the 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 uh, 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 a counselor to presidents, right? People saw that, even though they didn't necessarily believe what he believed, they still followed him. And so that it, that that level five leadership goes outside of your immediate house, goes outside of your office, goes outside of your industry. A lot of times, good, yeah. So I encourage you to read. Level five, uh, the, the five levels of leadership, John Maxwell. I, I mean, I covered that in 30 minutes. There's so many details I left out. And uh, John Maxwell, uh, to my, in my opinion, uh, and in many others, is the, the world's authority on leadership. Uh, he's got over 80 books currently in print, which is crazy number of books to have currently being printed. He's written over 100, uh, but over 80 of them are still in print. He puts out a book or two a year at this, at this stage. He's just constantly spitting them out. Uh, I encourage you to devour everything you can uh, about John Maxwell and the five levels of leadership. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.